on? It's Max. You know there's no better way to start your Saturday morning than with my friend Dr. Clapper and the Weekend Warrior Show. What's going on, L.A.? This is Kobe Bryant. All right. Start your weekend off right, listening to the Weekend Warrior Show with Dr. Clapper. I'm Big Clap. Every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. on ESPN, 710, home of your Los Angeles Lakers. Welcome back, Weekend Warriors. Good job, Zach and Will. That's a great Beatles song because I want to talk about the Beatles, particularly John Lennon and Paul McCartney, the collaboration. That's what today's topic is all about in art, in sports, in surgery, because at 8.15, we're going to talk to my favorite band, Ayaterra, and understand what it's like in the trenches to collaborate on a song. I want to read you from a book about the Beatles written by Craig Brown. Listen to this. Two paragraphs. Paul once tried to explain how the two of them had become what they were. Quote, John, because of his upbringing and his unstable family life, had to be hard, witty, always ready for the cover-up, ready for the repost, ready with the sharp little witticism. Whereas with my rather comfortable upbringing, a lot of family, a lot of people, very northern, cup of tea, love, my surface grew to be easygoing. Put people at their ease. Chat to people. Be nice. It's nice to be nice. Mentally, no one could say much to hurt me. Whereas with John, his dad wasn't home. He grew up without a dad. And so it was, where's your dad, you bastard? And his mother lived with somebody and was called, in those days, living in sin. So there was another cheap shot against him. John had a lot to guard against. And it formed his personality. He was a very guarded, he was a bitter person, basically. He had massive hang-ups from his upbringing. The peculiar power of the Beatles' music, its magic and its beauty, lies in the intermingling of these opposites. Other groups were raucous or reflective, progressive or traditional, solemn or upbeat, folksy or sexy or aggressive. But when you hear a Beatles album, you feel that all human life is there. As John saw it when they were composing together, Paul provided a lightness and optimism, while I would always go for the sadness, the discords, a certain bluesy edge. It was this finely balanced push-me-pull-you tension that made their greatest music so expressive, capable of being both universal and particularly at one and at the same time. Ying and yang, that's what made it so special. I never realized that. So let's listen to Paul McCartney talking about the beginning of what it was like to sit down. They each had a guitar. They sat on two separate beds facing each other, playing off each other. But because they came from two different families, John from a home where there was his mother was off with someone else and his dad was a merchant marine, didn't come back till the mom finally said, I'm done with you. He was raised by his aunt and then witnessed his mom getting run over by a car while visiting him one day. This poor guy. But that's why the Beatles became the Beatles. The collaboration was yin and yang. Here's Paul McCartney. I would say to people that out of, I think it's about 300 songs that John and I wrote together, we never had a dry session. We'd always come in and we never went away from the session going, ah, couldn't get it today. We always finished a song, which is pretty remarkable. That collaboration, that Stockton and Malone talking about he knew the angles. In basketball, Carl Malone could figure out the angles coming off the backboard. John Stockton knew the angles of how to get the ball to him. 
Same thing when you're sitting down to write a song. When John and I, John Lennon and I were getting together, we were kind of showing each other what we'd written and, and this was one I, I said to him, well, I got this idea and I started off with it and uh, we finished it together. So it was a very early Lennon McCartney song. Having a collaborator, one thing's great, if you get stuck with, th- with something, you can just say, what do you think of this? You know, and you can kick it around together. My song started, um, she was just 17. She'd never been a beauty queen. And we kind of looked at each other like, I said, I don't really like that line. So we changed it to, she's just 17, you know what I mean, which makes more sense, even though you probably don't know what I mean. So we changed it to that, and they, that uh, started our songwriting partnership. Even though you don't know what I mean. I love that. Most of it was start from scratch. But sometimes one of us would just have an idea, like of the first couple of lines, and then we'd just sit down and work it. But a lot of it, we just came in and just started talking about what we might want to write about, and, and then we'd just sit down. It were pretty quick sessions. It was normally like about three hours, and we'd finish something, um, you know, from beginning to end with the chords and the melody and the words. Here's a beautiful example. Here's the song he's talking about, Eleanor Rigby. 